my dad gave me a present. It's right next to you. What is that? It's a new guitar. Oh, really? Quote unquote new guitar. It's, it's something he he bought a while ago. Is it a Les Paul? No, it's like a knockoff Les Paul. And no, I know it's a Les Paul shape by the case. Yeah, <laughs> and it's set it's set up with I can't remember what all he put on it. It's got it's got a few different switches and stuff. And cool. I haven't got to play it much yet. Just haven't had time. That's cool. But it's got uh, it's it's cool. Dad's very. Uh, very funny, but he put a bunch of skull knobs on it. So like the switches are have skulls on top of it, and then the knobs are actually like, what is that stuff that they use? It's it's like See, it's the top of metal head that he would have played a, like a a real American BC Rich if he would have been in a metal band, like and had the money for it. <laughs> I mean, truthfully, he's like real big into like eighties um, Japanese guitars. That's cool. So. Like that's what he played all his life, and he's like, "Yeah, this is that's cool." This is what I play. They make good instruments. Yeah. Like, there's some of those like Japanese-made Fenders that are worth a lot of fucking money. Yeah, now. yeah, more in the bass world than the guitar world. Right. Yeah, that's cool though. Yeah. It's probably a really good instrument. Probably. If it's a Japanese Les Paul of some type. I don't. There's I think so. Many so. Of those band, uh, so many of those brands that are defunct now that made great shit, but mm-hmm. I think what killed Japanese stuff is. So many American companies making their stuff in Japan now. Right. Mm. So it's all kind of this, just the same yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Not a lot of ingenuity or difference anymore. No. Nope. Show before the show, talking about guitar stuff. Guitar stuff, yeah. I'm taking uh, sight reading lessons yeah. this semester in school. Yeah, I got pretty much all fun stuff. So I got sight reading stuff. I got uh, an entrepreneur class and then PTA, like 120. Mm-hmm. Which technically would be for my degree if I choose to do PTA, but I'm still on the fence about whether or not I'm going to try. Right. I still don't know where I'm going to get 100 observation hours. Right. Yeah. By June. By June. Hard yeah. to hard to do that when you're a working man. Yeah. And you got a baby at home. Mm-hmm. And I did get filled in on what my class schedule will look like as a respiratory therapy major or as a nursing major. Mm-hmm. And. uh one of them will include a 12 and a half hour shift on Monday Oof. for free for a clinical. Yeah. We're five straight semesters. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're do, if you're doing RN, yeah. Yeah. So. Clinicals. Yeah. I heard plenty about those, especially if you have to go to like Birmingham and stuff. I'm sure most of them are. I think are for RT, I think, I'll probably, I think I could probably find something in Huntsville or Decatur or even Coleman, but Maybe. nursing might be spicier. Nurse, I, from what she was telling me, nursing's always in Birmingham. Yeah, I know that Wallace has a really close relationship with UAB, mm-hmm. so that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Pretty intimidating. Yeah. Kind of makes 12, me not want to do it. 12, and a half, 12 hour shifts in general are just... Kind of makes me just want to fucking... Eat a bullet. Balls deep <laughs> back into the music field and just go get, finish my performance degree that I'm two semesters away from finishing. And get another bachelor's. Right. I mean, you could. You know... And do nothing with it. <laughs> you know what's really funny is that Target will hire you in management if you have a degree in anything. Maybe I should just apply to Target. You could. I you mean, could. I got a lot of good work experience too. Yeah. To be fair. If I you, mean, I mean, if you've got factory experience or warehouse kind of experience, experience. Well, and, not not specifically that. I mean, I guess I could count the paint factory as warehouse experience. I have inventory experience there, customer service experience there. I got the same resume you do in terms of a restaurant, different yeah. restaurants, but right. you know, same credentials, same mm-hmm. same history. Um, the entrepreneur thing's got to help in terms of 
you know, inventory management and shit yeah. like that. And definitely helps in terms of dollars and cents. So I can imagine. Right. Well, maybe I should just do that. I mean, they've, they occasionally post management jobs. The appeal of the medical field was this, and I may can do this in a plant too, but my, the appeal of a medical field was this, that I could go and work three, 312 somewhere and be fucking done. Mm -hmm. And I can continue everything else that I currently do. Uh, uh, you know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I mean, you can do three twelves at Target. Yeah, I mean that's. But it's it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So well, it's kind of like, happens. Most of my business is Tuesday through Thursday. Well, there you go. I have like two. Typically, I have about two clients on Monday. That would probably move. Hell, they move half the time anyway. If they have to go on Monday, <laughs> right. you know what I mean. So like, I'm just saying, you could maybe I should do that. The A keys are typically less. Uh, I need to crack about. Four, I would need to crack about forty five a year to for that to more, be worth. You'd it. make more than that, really. I mean, uh, starting respiratory therapy work is like sixty. So you 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 probably start fifty fifty five somewhere they, around there. If they would open, you know, if they left it open for is that salary paid or yeah, salary salary? Big say if they left it open for overtime. Right at fifty five thousand a year with overtime, I go in there and make a hundred. <laughs> right, nah, man, we barely get overtime at all. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty serious about if you give me an opportunity to make a lot of money. Right, you're gonna I'm take gonna it. around and make it. Yeah. yeah, there's plenty of people who did that when they were busy, but yeah. we've slowed down so much in the past two years. There's some things I can't. I feel like I'm scared of hots. I know you do with hots a lot. Like I can't fucking do. Managers that. never do. Well, like, Managers never have to ride equipment. The only equipment they use is the little little chariots. They got segways and little cars. Segways are so fucking gay. <laughs> Man, I have to use one every day. It's, it it's, probably saves you some. It saves me so much time. I'm sure it day. does. Do you have to wear a helmet on your segway? No. Oh fucking thank God. <laughs> no. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> We're supposed to wear gloves, but nobody ever does. Nobody. You just keep them on you in case the wrong person walks in. Even the management don't, don't care. care. That's Technically, the training specialist is the only one who's like, you're supposed to wear gloves when you operate any machine. And we're just like, fuck you, nerd. <laughs> and we drive off on the Segway and we throw our gloves. You know. That's fair. Maybe I should just work at Target. I mean, they treat you pretty good. Like, my boss wasn't in all week because of the weather. She did all her work from home. Target, uh... Target headquarters in minnesota has some remote jobs too like fully remote you just do all your stuff a lot of it's like clerical work but i think you you can make up to like 28 dollars an hour uh, oh. who knows doesn't hurt to look it's cheaper than school too yeah you don't have to pay anything to work at target exactly. you just they, have to show up they would pay me <laughs> that would be cool well, I guess we need to get in the meat and potatoes of this, huh? Suppose. Oh. Uh, welcome to Sip It and Rip It. <laughs> I'm Zach. He's Nathan. You can find us uh, at Sip It and Rip It, uh, at Coleman underscore Barbell, at Nathan Skedios. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can rate us five stars on those things. Say something nice. In the comments. In the comments. So we have comments, apparently, that we can respond to. I, I didn't look at it last week, unfortunately. <laughs> we made that comment. We were like, yeah, we'll, we'll start working on like looking at the comments. I forgot to look at it. 
I, I mean to look at it every time I post stuff, but we didn't post anything last week. Yeah, we so I just like, week. yeah, which is my fault, sort of. But I, ha- I had yeah. stuff come up. I thought about hitting you up on a snow day, and I was like, no, nah, it's probably worse toward him than it is toward me. So Yeah, it definitely was. But. Until until I went back to work on Thursday, it was still pretty bad. So, Well, it is what it is. Fucking snow days. Yeah. I, I could, I'm not going to lie to you. If it had been like a real snow and it had been worth it, maybe I'd be a little less grouchy about it. But outside of that, it wasn't, fuck anybody that wishes for that, dude. Well, yeah, could, that I, was... The whole fucking... This whole, if y'all don't, if y'all aren't from Coleman and don't know, this whole town shuts down at the word, the word combination bad weather. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a thunderstorm, if the wind's blowing too hard, if it's a little icy, if it's snowing, whatever. It could be too fucking hot. Whatever, (laughs) whatever it is, this town just shuts down and just shits its pants. And I mean, we have good reason because of the April 27th, 2011, those tornadoes, Mm -hmm. you know leveled this town what have you but they are not over that yet no it's been a while it's not over it 13 not over it. years now 13 years this year yep. yep i still remember that because i was i was working at burger king at the time and my boss was yelling at us get in the freezer get in the freezer like what the fuck good is getting in the freezer gonna do because it's more stable but there's all this shit in here and like, <laughs> if it gets like toppled over we're just gonna get like Trampled by all this shit that's in here. I, I don't know. Us. I don't know, man. How like, old I, were you when you were working there? Like eighteen. So you were out of high school at that point. Yeah. When did you graduate? I don't know. <laughs> you were homeschooled, uh, so you probably graduated early. I graduated when I was sixteen. So two thousand nine. Hell yeah! Yeah, that fucking homeschool shit dude yeah when you two years early yeah well i mean we we had to bust our ass to do it like we had to work all the extra credits during high school yeah but we did oh yeah you and your brother both yep both got out at 16 i went to college he didn't i didn't stay in college i wish i kind of wish i would have but i also kind of wish i just would have not went to college so soon i just thought i was supposed to because i was 18 yeah, but I didn't know. I was like, I'm gonna go for computer programming, and I went, and I was like, this fucking sucks. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I'll be honest, uh, I like that and go, going to college later. But I think if I would have stayed, if I would have stayed in the job that I started working at in college, which was laying floor, which everybody's probably rolling their eyes, but blue collar jobs in Alabama, mm-hmm. the only people that make more money than blue collar workers are lawyers, lawyers, pharmacists, some type of doctor, and maybe an engineer. Yeah. Like outside of that, if you want to make a lot of money in Alabama, you probably need to work a trade. Yep. And it's a dying breed too, so these people are getting paid more and more mm-hmm. all the time. I should have stayed in that and just kept playing fucking laid floor by day and kept playing music by night. Electricians make good money too. Oh fuck yeah! Like, There's a little bit more education involved in right electrician work or plumbing work, but it's probably a little more interesting too. It probably is. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely kill yourself with electricity really quick. Yeah. But you also, too, you're probably up in ceilings, attics a lot, like, dealing with that shit. That's yeah. got to be miserable. Yeah. So laying floor was a good medium for me because I didn't have to be up high. Didn't have to be didn't up have under to worry the about house. being electrocuted. Just had to make sure I didn't chop a digit off. <laughs> that's fair. That wood. That's pretty much <laughs> the most strenuous thing. Right. I mean, it, it is labor, pretty labor-intensive. Right. It's hard on your back and knees, but... Mm-hmm. 
at this point, somebody else has been laying the floor. Right. They've just been fucking. You would have been overseeing like project management, yeah. stuff like that. Probably have my own company. Yeah. More than likely. So that's typically how those things go. But yeah. Young and dumb. Should have stayed in that one, really. I mean, yeah. lots of money in it. It is what it is. But Here we are just ranting about our life. We're ranting about life. Yeah. <laughs> like, what we should. Jen, I told man. you. Jen, Jen, we Jen gets me in my feels, <laughs> which is a good segue <laughs> to our drinks. Uh, we got uh, basically a gin and tonic, but. It's, it's called uh, a Tom Collins. Oh, it is a Tom Collins officially. Yes. I don't think I've ever. This is the first time I've ever made a Tom Collins. Oh, really? Yeah, I never knew what they were. Yeah. It's, I drink whiskey. <laughs> right. Um, it's a lemonade with gin. It's pretty much a lemonade with gin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it had lemon, simple syrup, gin, soda water. Some cherries. Some cherries, yep. I'm really interested how those cherries are going to taste. We did use a bourbon cherry mm-hmm. in a gin drink. But, I mean, it didn't taste make the drink no, taste different. No, it, it didn't, like... If it did, I mean, I guess we wouldn't really know, we but... We tried it before we put the cherries in it. I didn't. I didn't. So it didn't make too much of it. There you go. Didn't make much of it. So yeah, we're drinking gin instead of instead of uh, instead of whiskey. If you want to know how to make this drink, it's uh, two ounces of dry gin. It makes a difference. Make sure it's dry gin. Two ounces of dry gin. Um, an ounce of simple syrup. An ounce of uh, an uh, ounce of lemon juice. And you. You mix that up and you pour it and then you top it with three ounces of uh, soda water. Yeah. Yeah. We use lemon soda water. Yeah. Because we just thought it needed to be extra citrusy, extra flavory, which probably did help it, to be honest. Yeah. Because it basically tastes like nothing as it is. If we'd have used regular soda water, it probably would have been even more. A little bit of a. It probably would have been like actually just tastes like water with lemon. I kind of understand why people drink them because it's, it's super light. Yeah. It's very easy to drink, but it's not. Like I was telling y'all, it's just not very interesting. Yeah, it's not fun. It's not yeah, like it's a not, fun drink. No, it's not. It's like a, I'm hanging out with some people. I don't want to party. I just want to like sit in a chair and chill. Like that's the kind of drink. Drink that, slow. Yeah. yeah, just sip on it. Like we're like an old alcoholic that plays too much golf. Might <laughs> <laughs> be. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. This is some. This is like a golfer speed drink for sure. Uh, now I'm gonna have to ask my friend who is my lawyer. Uh, if he drinks Tom he Collins, did, when yeah. Drink. If he drinks it on the on the golf, I think course, most people not. here in the South drinks drink beer when they're when they're golfing. Yeah, but probably so. Yeah. I don't. I, well, he doesn't drink anymore. He stopped drinking a while back, so I don't. I don't know. But he he used to drink a lot. It seems like there's a little bit of snoot involved in the Tom College. Is it? You, Collins, think? Is it? you don't feel that way? We didn't even have it in a Collins glass. We just put it in a fucking whiskey glass, like we always do. Yeah, and they probably crucify us if they're. Like, serious about it. Serious about it. Yeah, diehard okay. Tom Collins drinkers. I don't, I'm trying to think of a better word than that. Pussies. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, if this is if they go hard drinking this, then yeah. Imagine rolling up to a powerlifting meet and taking and, and drinking a Tom Collins before your deadlift. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'd be like, hmm, very citrusy. All right. I am not excited at all about this death. That guy does not have an unhealthy alcohol habit. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, it depends on if he's got like a tall thing of it and he's just like chugging it. And they're like, that guy's got a fucking problem. We're all with like shot glasses, like taking a shot and he's just chugging it. And you're like, like, I don't think. I don't know the last time I've seen somebody bother with a shot glass at a power room. That's true. Yeah, that is true. I mean, 
Don't see that so much um, outside of the SPF, I'll be honest with you. I've seen a lot less of it. Ma- the Maverick in December. Oh, really? Was it? There was a community bottle being passed around. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was just me, Chris Lentini, and Josh Smith that were drinking out of it. And I know Sandy took a couple of hits, but mm-hmm. that I swear to God, that bottle was all over backstage. Though. That's all, funny. all over the warm-up area. <laughs> That's probably why it's such a fun meet. Fucking Creek Water. <laughs> Creek Water. That was the brand, yep. Thanks, Josh. Josh Smith. Smith. He's starting to get going back to guitars. He's starting to get back into guitars. He just posted that yeah, picture. He's he got two. Yep, yep, funny yep. Now. We should talk about the the gym this week. We should. Yeah, <laughs> we should uh, you had a pretty exciting week, so I'll let you lead off. Um, Monday was not super exciting. It was a heavy box squat. Heavy ish. It wasn't a heavy box squat. I guess it was a heavy box squat. But I had three eighty five for a single on box mm-hmm. squat, which was. Pain-free and easy, so. Which is what we're going for with any sort of squat is pain-free and. Easy. Maybe not necessarily easy, but just like. Pain-free and creating stimulus. Yeah, that's pretty much all we need. Uh, Tuesday had 385 for a single scheduled on bench press. Me and you had already agreed uh, because of the way bench moved the week prior. No, I'm sorry. No, Tuesday was close grip. I had Mm. 275 for sets of eight. Cruise through those. Um, it was my lot deadlift day on Wednesday. Um, wasn't feeling that great. Uh, pretty much just did a whole bunch of singles to practice. Did kind of irritate. I won't say I hurt myself. I did irritate my back on the very, very last pull of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, no real things to report there. It was pretty much just fatigue, honestly. Yeah. I think I'd pulled 30 or 40 reps by the mm-hmm. time. Honestly, including warm-ups, probably closer to 40 reps by the time I pulled that last yeah. one. Um, didn't know, didn't go over four plates. Um, and then Friday I had was my second bench day. Um, I had 385 program for a single. Me and you had already talked about going to something heavier if it moved good. And 385 moved like RP6. It may have, may have been faster than that. It was fast, fast. Um, and then I uh, took my first ever lick at 405 and smoked it. It's probably an RP9, though. I didn't look it. It's stuck, like, in a weird spot in the middle. It slowed down. I don't think it's stuck. Yeah, stuck's probably a strong word, but yeah. it definitely slowed down. I would probably say the way it felt it was a nine. Um, also, being uh, being underweight for the first time, you don't want to underrate your RPE. Yeah. Um, so There's a lot, a lot of people who do that. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we don't want to be the... I'm going to call it a nine. Um, I'll be honest with you. If it felt perfect, I had planned on doubling it just to... Exclamation point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it didn't feel quite as good as I wanted it to, so I just did the single yeah. and racked it. Also had side spots on that. I'm not sure why they spotted me that way. I didn't ask for it, but uh, they didn't touch it, and you can, it's clear in the video they didn't touch it, but I had um, some feelings that maybe it got touched. Right. Um, I think that was just your head being like, I, that shouldn't have been that easy. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, th- <laughs> I think it was. They definitely didn't touch it when I looked, watched it back, yeah. but... Uh, there would have been an, the person on my left, and he really knows what he's doing. He's a good spotter. Is my friend Zach Nixon. Um, he, uh, I think it would have been obvious if he would have touched it because with that much weight, there would have been a a shift, a shift, yeah. Because yeah. Josh was nowhere near being able to touch it. He was kind of right. like just chilling on he the other hanging side. Out. So, yeah. um, I don't think it got touched, so that's good. But uh, that was exciting, and then. Uh, I'm actually really excited and happy about my SSB day on Saturday. Um, 
It's 340 for a bunch of triples. Um, wasn't terribly heavy, but again, they were um, a giant pain in the ass because SSBs always are, but they were pain free. Pain free and relatively easy. So. Yeah. So making good progress, yep. making good progress on all of it, really. Like, uh, yep. got a big deadlift this week. Yep. Big deadlift this week. It'll be fun. Yeah. It's not, it's not the biggest triple of my life, but it's probably the biggest triple since. Probably a, in a year. In a year? Yeah. Before Ron? During Ron. During yeah. Ron. Because it would have been, last few weeks of my prep would have been January or February. January or February. That's right, because it was March when you competed. So, yeah, yeah, about a year. So, um, you know, 5.15 for a triple next mm -hmm. week. And I want to say that's right at, I want to say my PR is 525. Right. So, it's just under it. Yeah. So, so. But I didn't touch. I don't think I touched with Ron. I don't think I touched anything over five hundred for reps. Yeah. So that's fair. That's yeah, fair. but I mean, just the way he programmed, and it was fine. He programmed fine. There's nothing wrong with the way he programmed all. But yeah, it would be good for my psyche to be able to go pull that relatively easy, and I think that I will. Yeah, I don't see um, any issues as long as long as there's nothing going going on with your back. I, th I don't. I think I did pull it. I think I did pull it for a double at the garage in like October or November. Okay. Yeah. So. Easily done at this point yeah. in time. Yeah. Shouldn't shouldn't even be a problem. My week was very short <laughs> because of the ice storm. Uh, I went on Monday and I pulled like 505 for five singles, I think it was, something like that, um, which was pretty casual. I wasn't too worried about it. Bench press was fun. Um, I hit a PR 3, 365 for seven which I thought was uh, not a PR until I looked back and it was 355 for eight that I got, not 365. So that's cool. Uh, and then squats I did yesterday. Uh, I did box squats and I worked up to 375 for three sets of three, 415 for a set of three and 450 for a single. And I really wasn't planning on even going very heavy, but there's this guy on the leg press machine who kept on slamming weights on and on and on with his like, Two inch range of motion. He was like circling the leg press, like he was like sucking himself up. Yeah, like he was like it was really weird. I've never seen somebody like circle the machine like they're hunting it or something. Just like <laughs> like real, just like you know what I mean. <laughs> it was so so weird, and I was just like, this guy's not serious, is he? And he'd get under there, and he was like straining for his like two inches of range. And I was just like, God, you gotta be kidding me, man. So I went up there and squatted. You know, I was doing box squats, and that box that I'm using is very low. Yeah. So I was squatting super deep, and I was just like, fuck it. Throw 450 on there. We'll get a single. <laughs> he can't probably squat more than like a plate, like <laughs> at a full. I mean, he had he had twigs for legs. And I'm trying not to be mean, but I know I'm being mean, but like, and I just wanted to be like, bro, you know why my legs are bigger than yours? It's not because I leg press more than you, it's because I leg press further than you like <laughs> i said something to desi i'm gonna try and remember it but it, it was pretty funny um oh yeah, yeah yeah so when he was circling it the first thing i thought was he looks like he's trying to fight his demons but what he's really fighting is uh, muscular hypertrophy <laughs> like that is what he is fighting against because he's just not getting it but it is what it is. So I had a I had a <laughs> I had a fun day. It was really interesting was that I went to squat 
And like there, there was a, a kid next to me and he had already been over there. He was like stretching or whatever. And he was going to squat. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I'll just take the, you know, there's three in Hartzell. Yeah. So it's like, I'll take the middle one, whatever. And then some other kid comes up to me. And he's like, are you using both of these? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm only using the one. He's like, okay, okay, cool, cool. And uh, he went over to, I guess, cause I had my tripod sitting there cause I was filming my sets. And I just moved it. Cause like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but it was really weird cause I've never seen more than one person squatting at a time in that gym, but there was three people squatting at the same time. It was really weird. That's happened to me a time or two, but not often, not often at all. Not often. Unfortunately, I, I miss that gym. I haven't made a pilgrimage up there in a while. I still have a membership. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's cheap. It's like 20 bucks a month. So yeah. like, I like it up there though. That's cool. That, uh, I don't think I, I don't think I've ever circled a piece of equipment. Right. I have, I have paced, paced like back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Like if it was like a big, first of all, only on the compound movement, mm-hmm. never on, uh, an accessory, unless it was also a barbell accessory right. of some type. Um, it's really odd. I mean, it's, it is kind of the things you see in a commercial gym space <laughs> yeah. and the things that people will do to stroke their ego. Is really strange. Yeah. Really, really, really strange. I mean, I just mm. like, but, and the thing was, it wasn't just the leg press. It was every machine that he could circle around. He did. And may, you know, maybe I'm being too judgmental. Maybe he's just trying to get extra steps in. Right. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. maybe he's like, you know what? Rest time. I'm going to get some extra steps in. I'm going to make a case for him and, and be like, you know, I'm, I'm going to say maybe he's just doing that. But also, if you're going to be that person, don't be surprised if people give you weird looks. I mean, like that's fair. It's just it's just a little weird. That's a it's, it's a the whole thing is a little strange. I can't yeah, lie to you. The whole situation was was interesting. You want to get into the the topic of the day? The meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Yeah, go ahead and tell them what we're talking about. So, recently, the WRPF has come out with some changes to their rule book, and we'd like to discuss them. Primarily, one, and I think we'll just. Uh, We'll just go through the entire rule book with the changes. Okay. Some of them are really easy and like easy to go through. But there's one specifically that we had been advocating for for I think since the podcast started yeah. that finally got implemented and we're really excited about it. So uh, we can go ahead and start. The first change they made was in the divisions, and really the only thing that they changed was that um, you can have a meat that is tested, non-tested, or both. At the same time. So you can have tested and non-tested competing together, um, but it will be separate divisions. Um, And then drug-tested records can only be established in a drug-tested competition or a mixed where drug testing is an option. So those were their two changes to divisions. So basically, they're just trying to make it easier for people to run meets, basically, right? Yeah. Like, so you can come in and be like, well, I know we got a big untested crew and we got some tested guys that want to come in. You can just throw it on, throw them all together. Yeah. That's fine. Um, which is cool. Like it's just bringing everybody together. The only thing I see with that, the back room being a little snarky, right? Like, oh, this guy's only that good because he's untested or whatever, you know, like. I think that us as powerlifters know better, maybe. I would like, I'd like, I think. I mean, this ain't the USAPL, <laughs> it is a WRPL. This is true. I don't know. Sometimes, like, I know, I feel like the guys that have been in it for a while probably don't have that, but some of the new people that come in are like, 
Like, especially some younger kids. Unless that, they're like, yeah, unless they're just like incredibly genetically gifted. Most of the time, a, a young one's not going to, I mean, you're, you're, they're not winning anyway. Right. <laughs> you know, you yeah. Know what I mean? So, like, I mean, they might win well, like juniors. Yeah. But, like, like, you can show up and win at juniors if you're not competing at a national record, right? Or a national level, excuse me. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah. Don't hate it. Don't love it. Not much of a change, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it it just adds some diversity, right? Right. Let's see. The, the way they've got this set up is a little wonky, so I'm trying to make sure I get this completely accurate. So this one is about setting records, and it says, after successful completion of a new record, the lifter is required to have the equipment inspected by a side referee. Equipment checks should be performed immediately after the attempt before the athlete leaves the platform. Once the equipment check is completed and approved by the referee, the lifter may... That, that's, that's normal, though. I don't know why this was highlighted as new, but that's that's pretty typical, right? Like, Yeah, it's the only way I've ever seen it done, but... That's the way it's always been. Like, even when I went um, this past meet, before this was put out, it seemed like that's all... It, it was done like that. Yeah, so. it's pretty much the same in every federation, I yeah. feel like. Um, round system... Okay, so this is just more about the the mixing of tested and non-tested, but it says it is not mandatory that the divisions, drug tested or non-tested, be separated by sessions. It is recommended that flights are organized by separating the two divisions as best as possible. However, it's not a requirement, so uh, nothing, nothing really much to say about that. Some of this stuff is weird. I don't know why they're they're listening, but this is this is what why we're here yeah. this reason is why we're here so uh they have updated responsibilities of officials um where they added a jury panel and the jury panel 2.2.3 uh there will be a jury panel present at nationals and pro level events there are not enough qualified referees or wrpf staff members available where a ju- jury panel cannot be appointed the jury panel may be waived by the meet director with the approval from the WRPF staff. That decision must be made at least 10 days prior to competition, and lifters must be notified seven days prior. That way, basically, they can know that they're not going to be there. Um, the reason being is because, well, because, well, I'm just going to I'm just going to ad lib this because I'm tired of reading through this. So basically, um, the jury panel is there to recognize challenges to attempts that are made. So if you get a Two to one red light on an attempt. You are at a national and a pro level. You will have one challenge. Each lifter will have one challenge for that lift. So if you think it's a bad call, you can throw out that challenge and say, hey, I think this should have been two or three white lights or whatever. And the jury panel will decide whether to overrule it or whether to keep the um, the calling the same, right? So basically what we got is instant replay. Um, They said they will call into consideration any sort of evidence that you may have, which can include uh, video footage from your phone, um, which is typically what most people are going to be able to use. I I think most people are just going to use footage from their phones. Like, did you pause? Did you have downward motion? Did you get depth? You know, did you lock your knees out? Whatever it may be. but it's really cool that we now have the ability to say, hey, I think the officials are wrong, and I think I got this lift. You only get one. Um, if you are given uh, 
If one the ruling, per day or one per lift? One per day. One per day. One per day. Um, and then you, if you are correct and the lift is overruled or overturned, the call is overturned, they will give you back that challenge and you can use it later. So you start with one and you can either end with one, end with none, you know, yeah. what, whatever, however it goes. But that's really the big, big talking point here is that change that they made. So, I mean, I think it's huge. I think it's something we've needed at that level for a long time. I don't know that it's, I understand why they made it at national and pro levels because I don't know that it's necessarily pertinent. Yeah. Um, to non money meets and like local and state things. Um, you'd like to see it eventually there too, but you're talking about people though that are, that are competing for tens of thousands of dollars potentially. They need to be able to get those calls right. right. And I think it's absolutely 100% fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it needs to happen on all levels of powerlifting, but but right now the most feasible is that because it is going to slow the day down. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, if you don't believe me, watch baseball or football mm-hmm. or Any, know, anything any professional where... sport where we have instant replay. But baseball is probably the most glaring in terms of, the, you know, affecting the length of the game. Uh, there's been... There's been some back and forth about football for quite a while, uh, yeah. you know, in terms of, you know, instant replay. Like, we're, I think we're all kind of accustomed to it, but, you know, it's most recent in major sports and major league baseball. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it slows, the, it slows the game down a whole yeah. lot. Uh, you do have it in, in basketball to some extent, though, you know, I'm not really sure how much it really affects basketball. Right. Basketball is the end of a basketball game is the most painfully fucking slow thing anyway. So it doesn't even fucking matter. Right. So, like, last, you know, two or three minutes of a basketball game where they just live at the free throw line because everybody's fouling like crazy. Mm-hmm. That fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that is basketball. I mean, it just, you know, that's just kind of a, a lull in the game. It just is what it is. Um, otherwise, you know, a super fast paced game. But, you know, it does slow the day down. So I don't know. Uh, they're probably right by doing it only at meets that, not that other meets don't matter, but the meets that matter more. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like, they probably also have, you know, several different flights, several different they, – they have their whole day planned out already. So they probably know where they have time to spend, and they can kind of like, okay, now that we're adding this in, our, you know, our athlete cap is going to be smaller, right? right? And when it comes to big money meets, that's probably okay, that's right? That's probably fair. I mean, at a national WRPF meet for the men, you just about know where the money's going. Yeah. I mean, it's it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, there's definitely some. I feel like there's more, um, at least in terms of lift for the day. There's a lot more competition on women right now. But right at a pro level meet, John Hacks winning. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But also too, at a national or or pro level meet, you know, you only have so many people. The whole world watches these people. You kind of probably have an idea of a as a judge, the lifters that are going to take advantage of that and the lifters that probably won't even need it. You know right. you know what I mean? You, you probably know that you're going to have a lifter that's, you know, notoriously squats a little high and uh, is going to use that challenge on, on a squat yeah. or something. Um, I don't see it getting used on bench press a lot uh, unless it's for downward motion. Where I see it getting used the most is going to be squats. soft knee. Uh, well, squats for people that squat high, mm-hmm. but the most use is going to come on deadlifts for, Soft knees, you know, yeah. lockouts, dropping the bar, stuff like that. Like, yeah. I feel like it's going to be on deadlifts more than anything else. I guess, I mean, I um, guess it just depends on the lifter, right? And each each lifter is going to have 
a reason to use one, right? Yeah, I, I mean, mean even it's, it's going to be very individual. You're going to see it in all three. I just got a feeling that you're going to see it used on deadlift. One thing most. that I, go ahead. I feel like you're going to see it used on deadlift most. I mean, think about like um, did Dan Grigsby not just get go? He went one for three on deadlifts because of soft knees or something yep. like that. You know, that's kind of my point. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, as a coach, I've had lifters, you know, get two reds because I thought. I thought they locked it out, and they said they didn't lock it out. And mm-hmm. soft knees was the call, or whatever it may be. And you just have that, but I feel like in general, there's going to be the most amount of parity in a deadlift too, because that's typically that's where a lot of people are going to win close, mm-hmm. and close the gap, especially these mutant fucking sumo pullers that are squatting six hundred and benching three fifty, and then <laughs> going out and pulling a thousand. Right. Like, uh, you know, a lot of the, a lot of their success is going to hinge on. Right, making sure that they get. Yeah. And also, too, a, a real big thing to consider, it has to be a two-to-one. It can't be a three-red situation. So, like, if you miss it and it's three reds, it's it. Yeah, so, which, which kind of it lends itself again more toward the deadlift because if you squat high, you're, you're probably getting both side judges. Yeah, right? both side judges going to pop you. I mean, if you... That's, gonna, that's still going to be a two-to-one. Yeah, so. but I mean... I feel like you got a better. I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like, especially like the American Pro, where you're coming out of a monolift, mm-hmm. I feel like you got a, as a head judge, you got you got a clearer line of vision. It's a little easier to see yeah. depth from the front out of a mono for some reason. At least to me, this is personal preference, mm-hmm. but I feel like I can see the quality of the squat better from the front in a mono. Yeah, I may be wrong. Like I it's just an opinion, right? But uh, I feel like as a spectator. I can judge depth better. It's still not a fair judge of depth. Right. Um, side judges, that's why we have side judges, but yeah. I feel like you can judge that depth better from the front in a mono than you can in a combo rack. Yeah. Maybe I'm nuts, but um, that being said, I feel like that lends itself even more to the deadlifts because I feel like a high squat is more likely to get three reds. Yeah. So, a, a soft knee or two soft knees or something. Mm-hmm. There's no. There's really probably no way to see borderline soft knees as a head judge. Probably not, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, maybe in a sumo puller. You know what I mean. Where you have a better, yeah, if they're if they're the angle of their knees. Different, yeah, you know if their I mean? angles are slightly out. Yeah, yeah you can see but that more. Definitely with conventional pullers, you're probably not going to see that. So, yeah. and then bench press is pretty. You know what? What's going the two things going to get you called on bench press is jumping. Well, jumping commands probably yeah. the number one thing that people get called on bench press. But then not locking out together, mm-hmm. left locks and then right locks or vice versa, and then downward motion. I think you would you would not, see more of a downward motion because I know a lot of people get called for downward motion if they shift back or shift you know yeah I guess more more likely to be shifting back than shifting forward but sometimes I have seen that where they called downward motion but really all that happened was the bar shifted yeah, back getting them pressed slightly. back toward the rack or yeah. something yeah that actually happened Sandy got called on a rack command because she drove it back toward the rack so much mm-hmm. she wasn't about to rack it she was just right she was just there already yeah, that would have been great. You know, to have in her situation, but I think again, I feel like bench press can be cut and dry. Like, not too many people are going to argue over left locking before right mm-hmm. or downward motion. Those things are pretty obvious, right? You know, like you know, even if you are tempted to use your challenge on that, most of the time you're going to see you lose your challenge. That, and you're going to see that in your in your video replay mm-hmm. that you get, and then you're going to say, "Well, I'm not going to waste my challenge." Right. I'm going to pull that up real quick. I think there is a time limit to when you can use. That challenge. Let me let me double check that. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I was incorrect in that. It says video review is not allowed to dispute the result of any lift, with the exception of pointing out a misload. 
Huh. Unless that's something different. Let me let me try and find where they actually added the kind of we should I guess we should have known this already, but I thought that's what it said when I looked at it the first time, unless I'm just crazy. Okay, I guess I should have read all these rules real quick, and I'm just going to go ahead and do that now. Um, but other than the jury panel being made of three individuals, WRPF staff, or tenured rev level two referees, um, one will be deemed chief junior, chief juror, chief juror, excuse me. We'll be responsible for all communications. Only two to one decisions are eligible to be overturned. The jury panel may temporarily suspend the progress of the competition to discuss the verdict. During the deliberation, the jury panel will not be consulted or influenced by any party, including current referees on the platform. Only the chief juror may request additional information from involved parties in order to make the best informed decision. Once the jury panel comes to a verdict, the chief juror will communicate the decision and any resulting action scoring that need to be taken to all parties involving, including the score table. Only a unanimous jury panel verdict may overturn the initial platform referee's decision. All three members of the jury panel must have witnessed the attempt in question. The jury's verdict is considered final and there will be no further appeals relating to that specific decision. If competition was suspended during this process, the next lifter will be given up to three minutes in which to commence their attempt. The lifter may take less time if needed and is communicated to the chief referee. If a decision by the platform referees is overturned by the jury panel, the affected lifter is given an additional 60 seconds to make an attempt selection. If their original selection was made prior to the challenge, they will be allowed to adjust their original attempt choice if needed. Each lifter is awarded one challenge at the start of the competition. If their challenge is used and is successful, successful, they will be given that challenge attempt back. If the challenge attempt is used and is not successful, they will not have any remaining for that duration of competition. A lifter may use their challenge max of three times if continuously successful. I didn't know that part. I, miss, I must have missed that. And finally, the jury panel will be required to document their verdict and reasoning for it. Reasoning for granting a new attempt, overturning. There's just a bunch of stuff that we really don't care about. Um, but I guess I was wrong. I thought it said that video was going to be used, but I guess it's just... The jury panel makes a decision and they have to have seen the lift. So basically what it means is if you're referees, you're two side judges or whatever, if you get a two to one, they have to be present. They have to have seen the jury and then they have to give you three white lights. So it's a little bit of a battle. A little bit. Yeah. It's a little less... A little less thorough than we hoped for. Yeah, it was a little, a little less of, um, I would say, a little less. It gives a little less to the lifter, right? Yeah. It's, it's it's a little. It's like, yeah, you can use a challenge, but you have to get three white lights instead of two, a two and one. I'll say this though, uh, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, but it is an absolute sham that you can't use video because. Yeah. That's really the only those those jurors are never going to be paying close enough attention. They're right, never going to fucking do it. <laughs> not, not not to the level that that need to be fair. Right. I mean, 
I guess that was, you know, Especially we were thinking. Especially if it's a panel setting off the stage, they're not in the position of a side judge. That's why we have side judges. Right. Well, they're not always going to have, a, you know, you've been in these places. This jury panel is not always going to have a perfect view mm -hmm. of the lift. I'm curious. Like, even if they're 100%, like, involved in watching lift. Like. Yeah. I, I am curious what, <clears throat> what the reasoning is. I, I know. You know, we were talking about it slowing down the day. I think this was their attempt to give a give like challenges and stuff without slowing down the day. It's just to have more referees, essentially, right? Yeah. There's more judges to determine whether it was a good lift or not. So again, to clarify, there are no video, yeah, no video playback. Yeah, so that was that was incorrect on on my part, but i guess i uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a it's a sham that they're not going to do some type of video yeah like i said it's not it's not hard to ask one of your judges that aren't judging than that or just have somebody dedicated to that all day to pull out their cell phone and sit behind a side judge and film mm -hmm. you can do it with a cell phone it's probably not yeah. ideal but why not just have why can't the meet director just have a high quality camera that right I mean, you know, all there, these. There's a lot of money in the sport. Somebody can afford a, a camera to to check depth. Nationals yeah. and pro level events are all live streamed, right? Why don't we just have another camera set up? Like, you know, you know, in in football, you have the the referees. They go under the little viewing screen. Why don't we just have them in a box somewhere? We have a camera here and a camera here and a camera here, where the other lifters are, and they can just see the lift. And then they can make their decision. Like their whole job is just to sit there and be ref like judges and just be called upon if they're needed. They may cite expense of it, but like again, you can do this with a cheap digital camera or a, right. or a cell phone. So I just don't I just don't see how it could be too expensive, right? You you're talking about maybe three grand in cameras and maybe a grand in viewing think, screens. I don't think you even have to take it that far. I literally think that you could watch this. Yeah, off of a digital camera screen with one camera. I mean, you if could. you're talking about it from the perspective of a side judge, more than likely, if you lose a lift two to one, it's going to be a side judge. It's going to be side judges, right? Um, if you lose a lift three to one, it's because you probably failed the lift or you jumped a command. Let's mm -hmm. be honest; that's pretty fair the majority of the time, or so egregiously high on a squat right. that you made the front an obvious, judge but, I mean, is like. But for the most part, it's going to be a two to one lift mm -hmm. unless it was failed or. Incomplete because of a right a jump command. It's not hard to put a camera behind one side judge. Yeah, one. And I, that, that's what I mean. That's be, that's being minimalist on it, like and being extremely thorough. A camera behind all three of them. It's really not that not that bad. That's not that bad either. But like I said, bare minimum. Right. It's not that bad to have one one camera yeah. and a side next to a side judge. And then all three of the jury panel staring at a, a screen and being like, this is, uh, this is a good lift or it's a bad lift, right? They all have to agree. Yep. <clears throat> so now I'm a little more disappointed. I was really excited when I read all that. And I was like, all right, we finally get some, some justice for these, you know, because, you know, Desi had that one bench command or bench press that she got red lighted because they said her butt came up, but she just flexed her butt when she pressed. Yep. So... Her butt never came up. It was just squeezed, so it looked like it was a being bad pulled call up. Somebody else's yeah. So you could you could probably argue that, but also they 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 said in the rules they're not letting anybody influence them, so nobody's speaking to them. It's just we challenge it. 
these guys decide whether it's a good lift or not. I think without without some type of evidence to take to them, there's not going to be a whole um, there's not going to be a whole lot of overturns. Right. Like I said, I just don't see how a panel sitting off the stage, not in the same position as a side judge, is going to be able to fairly. And they got to know that, right? Right. Like, maybe, maybe there's something that we're missing. I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I feel like it opens it up to some home cooking. Hey, I like this lifter. We're gonna fucking throw up a bone, right? You know, I never saw the problem with his depth, but back in the day, there was a joke about the USAPL having the Ray Ray Williams rule. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as he gets close to depth, you know, he's squatting a thousand pounds. We're gonna give him the squat, like, right? I mean, home cooking happens in powerlifting, too. That's true. That being said, I think Ray always squatted deep enough. I mean, if you've ever seen a Ray Williams squat, he bounces the shit off his ankle. But, <laughs> you know, some of that comes from lifters that like to shit on the USAPL for obvious reasons, right. too, and stuff like that. But, it's a um, shitty federation. The first the first person I heard talk about that was, the first group of people I heard talk about that was Andy Wong and Brandon on their podcast back in the day. It's funny. Talking about the, the, the Ray Williams rule. <laughs> It's like, well, listen, I've got that guy's costs a thousand pounds in sleeves. Like, right. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's fair, but I also I don't think I've ever seen that guy not just absolutely dump one. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so it could just be some people being unsavory about it being USAPL <laughs> and stuff like that. But like, home cooking happens in powerlifting, man. I mean, it does. I mean, if you don't believe me, go compete at the Ultimate Warrior in Birmingham. Oh really? I'm <laughs> we got we got a story there. No, we're not gonna get the story. Oh man. Um, but also these judges, side judges, referees, the panel. These are also human people that are gonna make mistakes. And uh, I just I think I would hate to see a side judge alienated without hard proof that they were wrong. That's also true, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, there's some unfairness to the side judge too. Like, well, it would it would be <clears throat> it would be two judges, whoever the two are that that made the red lights, right? Yeah, so it's I not mean, necessarily just going to be one. No, it's not. But like, all right, though, as a side judge, if I'm if I'm if I'm doing my thing as a side judge at a powerlifting meet, like. If me and the other side judge basically make the same decision mm-hmm. and we feel like we saw the same things, I am okay with you presenting me proof that I was wrong. It's not necessarily I'm not okay with you dispute, uh, disputing it. You can dispute it, whatever. But I think I am a little okay without there being like some type of like evidence to say. Right. That. It's I'm just wrong. like, oh, well, these three and people. And said another thing, good. too, I mean, yeah. I know, these rules are supposed to be for the lifters, and I do think it's a step in the right direction. Do you not think that, too, without the video evidence, it leaves it to be abused a little bit, and these side judges are just going to get shit on just, like, all the fucking time? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? You know? like, like, with video proof, like, like, you know, there's real fear in wasting that challenge and stuff then. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they don't feel like they see the same thing you see or anything like that, but, like, now you're just going to be like, this was right. You have to take my word for it. And like they're going to discuss it. And then you're going to hope for them to take their word for it or take the side judge's word for it. I don't know. They're just kind of like, I think I need video. I still want video. That's my, I still, that's my point. I still you know think I mean? that's, that's... It removes doubt. It removes all harsh feelings about right. it. Like, um, you don't have to have your ju- side judges feel like they've been undermined. Right. And, uh, you know, you don't, you also have some type of hard evidence to take to this group of people that aren't even on, you know, in the same perspective as the side judge, I guess. Right. They're probably on stage, but like I said, that, that perspective is there for a reason. We mm-hmm. use one in the front, two on the side, 
in everything in powerlifting for a reason. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to see if they actually stay where they are going to be because I. Well, that's going to have to be dependent on the venue. Right. I mean, that's that's the whole. You know, that was kind of my whole point about it. Like, some of these venues don't accommodate a terribly large amount of space. I mean, national and pro level events probably are a little bit better than what we see locally, but. I think I'm just saying that I don't know. There's some. There's there's opportunity there's some for some yep. uh, some foul play, right? Like for sure. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking at it again just to just to double check and make sure I, I didn't see if there's any specifics. But it just what it really looks like is they really just want three more judges that are just going to be sitting there potentially like in the same spots and they all and your challenge is you have to get these three judges to agree as opposed to the other three judges that's that's all it seems like to me just looking at it but you know they're, gonna, they're not going to be sitting at a table they're going to be in the same positions as these other judges that's that's what i'm that's what i'm if they're thinking. in the same position i feel better about this so what what it plugged. says is um it has to be three individuals per platform so, so it doesn't specify. So you would imagine you would imagine, right? They'd be in the same spots right. as the other judges, or so at least in, we a, have, in a similar area. We have three three judges, and then three more judges with the opportunity to overrule in the instance of a challenge. Yeah, but they all if have that's to the agree. Case, I feel better about it. But like, if it's just a when you say a panel, like I think about like people oh, upstairs. I feel like Olympic weightlifting. Yeah, like they're setting. It's a panel with people setting off. Yeah. You know, to the side or some shit, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, but I don't it, it like says that. per platform. So my my initial thought is it has to be on the platform. They probably should clear that fucking up. They, right. we'll, we will see yeah. this in uh, the next national event that they do, which they just did one recently. I don't know if it was with this rule book out. I don't know when they put this rule book Didn't out. Didn't I add something about you can't have logos too from other Yeah, no, uh, no federations on your singlet. It doesn't say anything about your shirt under the singlet, but on your singlet, you can't have other uh, comp- competitive. Like, it- I actually watched them. That rule definitely wasn't in place, but I actually watched them at a local meet make a gentleman turn his singlet inside out because he had a USPA singlet on. And I'll be honest with you, I agreed with it just because I thought it was disrespectful as fuck. Yeah. Especially coming from all the shit we dealt with in the USPA last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so we just fucking like you kind of got to be fucking clueless to not fucking know what went down and why we're wearing WRPF judges shirts instead of fucking USPA, USPA referee shirts. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, and I mean, it's possible that people are dunce, clueless. You know what I mean? Like, like that they don't know what's going on. That guy might have been, but I, I still thought it was fucking stupid and kind of yeah. disrespectful. Oh, I, w- I had I, no issue watching them make him change. Yeah. That singlet because I thought it I thought it was tacky mm-hmm. watching him get up there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, for and sure. a USPA, you know, there's some of us, myself included, have some pretty strong feelings about the USPA currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really didn't do a whole lot in the in the way of changing. Yeah, I know Dennison's still involved and stuff. So like seeing that that logo on that WRPF platform was kind of disrespectful to everyone and involved. A bit jarring, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That somebody could be that fucking clueless. Yeah. I mean, I guess if it's the only singlet you got, but at the same time, man, if I had a USPA singlet, I'd burn it. Like, I <laughs> no, will piss on that fucking. I thing, will dude. burn eighty dollars. I don't care. Like, that's. I mean, 
even if I was like fairly poor, like if I was fairly poor, I probably wouldn't be competing in powerlifting. Let's be right. honest. It's not a cheap sport. No. Like you got to pay a lot to, to compete and you really don't get a, a ton from it other than personal satisfaction. Right. But like, I'm going to burn it and I'm going to buy another singlet. Like you can buy a cheap wrestling singlet on Amazon for like 20 bucks. It's perfectly fine. Like just do that. Yeah. It was just a little, like I said, I found it to be disrespectful. So I'm happy they made that rule clear. Yeah. So now if anybody asks it, you know, which they're supposed to show their singlet. At check-in. Yeah. Check-in. I'm sure. Well, if that rule wasn't in place, whoever checked this shit was probably like, yeah, it's not. I ain't got to like it. It's not in the rule book though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but I do feel like some, you know, I'm happy that rule's there because that that sucks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for that's sure. that's some that's some bullshit. I don't like that at all. Which I mean, if someone showed up in a USAPL, it might be a little more like that's kind of cheesy. We don't like USAPL, whatever. But I guess it's not as bad. But at the same time, like you don't want to promote any other. Yeah, power they're paying them money, and like these judges take a lot of time to come do this shit. And, mm-hmm. Um, I promise you, any of those judges involved in not involved, but that were aware of that USPA shit mm-hmm. don't want to see that shit on their platform yeah. either. Um, otherwise, they'd still be USPA. Yeah, USPA. There's yeah. a reason why the WRPF took a hold of a whole lot of uh, meets and organization, meet, yeah. meet directors, and everything that we were doing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't believe that wasn't a rule before. I know it's a rule. It was a rule in uh, USPA and the USAPL. It probably just wasn't a printed um, rule. They like did, unspoken, like yeah. who's going to show up like this? Right. Like, they didn't. Well, now it's fucking printed. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, now you know. Don't show up on, with a uh, another powerlifting federation's logo on your signal. Well, we were mistaken somewhat about that, but it is a step in the right direction. If they're going to be on the platform, I have less of an issue with it. Um, we'll see more when nationals and Ghost Clash um, start popping up. I know that, like I said, there was a nationals. I think it was Southwest. Southwest or Southeast? I can't remember. I think it's maybe Southeast. We're regionals? Southeast. Yeah, at Nationals. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, no, it was Regionals. Yeah. So, no, we'll, we'll have to wait for Nationals. Nationals in October, excuse me. Then we'll have Ghost Clash. When's the Ghost Clash? Ghost Clash should be springtime, right? Okay, yeah. So, so we'll go- see it there. Yeah, Ghost Clash will be the first time we really see the jury panel on how it's going to play out. And I think that will give us a lot of evidence on whether it's a good decision or a bad decision, truthfully. One thing that I was thinking about with it, too, you know, there's not a lot of people in powerlifting that are, quote unquote, on the same team, right? You might have a lifting buddy or something, or you might fly under the same banner, but you're still going in there to be the best. It's and still win. an individual sport. Sure. Right. Yeah. But let's say third deadlift's coming up. You got your challenge, just burn it to save your friends some time. Give them some re- extra rest time. You know what I mean? I feel like there's going to be a lot more of that than. I mean, that's strategy. It is strategy. But there's nothing in the rule. It's yours to use. Right. So, like, but well, I guess it has to be a two to one. So you can't really burn it, right? It, I, mean, I guess if it's like you know it was a. Like, if you just outright know. know it was a bad lift and yeah. you were challenged in any way, then yeah. I mean, that's. But still, I guess you can't really do that now that I'm thinking back about it. Because if they're going to be on the on the platform, you you might save them like 15 seconds. But if it's not going to be like actually under review, which it does say that they may pause it temporarily and give the other lifters extra time. So I guess you can kind of like just I don't know. Either way, it's going to be beneficial to the lifter to do it because you 
want it to be overturned, but right. Fuck it, we don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, that, that's kind of that's kind of where we landed on this. Like, we don't really know a whole lot. We know there is going to be challenges. There are going to be a jury panel. There's and, not going to be video evidence, which is unfortunate. Well, I think it's kind of egregious still, but yeah. Um, when I when I scroll through, and I, you know, I really the first time I read it, I really thought that it said video evidence will be taken into account, but it said will not. So I just misread that. So you just I got, got excited. I did. I really did. You I got, got a little mind motor. It, like, <laughs> it was like, finally. This is exactly what we need, baby. I mean, it is. We've been saying that forever. I'm not going to lie. I agree with you 100%. Um, this goes back to, to some somewhat something that I, I definitely believe in, though. And this is more so the local level. Obviously, these national level guys and... Um, and these international elite guys that are doing um, the pro events, they have really, really good coaches, and they're as well prepared as as anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, if you're coached right and you're doing things right in practice, a lot of these things probably are. Unless it's just outright a miss, a lot of these things shouldn't be an issue at this level, right? So it might not slow it down too much at all. That's true. Like, I still think you're gonna see a lot of calls on a lot of arguments about soft knees on deadlifts. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're going to see a lot of challenges on squat depth. I feel like that you're right. That's probably most of where anything is going to be. Because I think every- I think bench press has got too many things going on. It's just cut. The problems you're going to have on bench press are just too cut and dry. Right. You're, you're either- probably not faking your way through a bench press. Right. right. Like you can kind of muscle through a. You can muscle through a bench press, but like the chances of that downward motion is probably a lot higher than right. Probably muscle your way through a squat or a deadlift a little yeah. bit easier too. You know what I mean? So. I don't know. We'll see. Regardless, it's a, it is a step in the right direction. Not quite as big of a step as we'd like to see, but I guess small steps make the journey. Yeah, so. absolutely. I, you know, I think, I honestly think bare minimum, we should have had this rule at the local and state level and video evidence at least at the pro national and, pro. Yeah. Maybe we'll see that one day. Maybe. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's got to start. You know, it's got to start somewhere. You know, yeah. A lot of things, you know, in football happen from the top down. Mm-hmm. I mean, NFL comes up to something a few years later. College ad- ad- adopts it. A little while later, high school. High school ain't got a lot of video replay and stuff like that. But, right. Uh, I'm willing to bet there's some probably Texas football. High school football probably has some video replay. Right. I mean, there's probably some some school systems that are big enough to to have that to some extent. But it always trickles down. Yeah. All that stuff does. So, so I, I would say, you know, if it goes over really well, they get a lot of positive feedback from the lifters that, hey, this was awesome, but we should like do it further. They may they may start trickling down to local level lift or local level uh, competitions, and then from there we may see it advance further in the national and pro, or that may only does, advance in the national and pro does level. Does it present a problem? Probably not in the second and third attempts, but does it present a problem in the first attempts because you have people waiting behind you that are warmed up, don't want to get cold, right? still haven't taken their first attempts yet? That's I, something that we ain't going to know until we see either. But, I, it really depends on how much it's going to slow down and how many... If it's three or four minutes max, I don't think too many people's getting upset. Right. You know what I mean, but... I mean, are you talking like as it is, or if we go into the point of having video evidence? As it is, yeah. Well, as it is, I don't think it's going to be as big. I think, really, this is how I envision it, as I've read it and as I am like interpreting it. 
We're going to have the lifter get two red lights. They're going to have a moment to decide, like, do I want to challenge this? They want to challenge it. Say, hey, I'm going to challenge this. The three judges or the three, the jury panel will convene and they will say red or green, basically thumbs up, thumbs down. The juror, the head juror is going to go to the scoreboard, to the lifter, yeah. and then give the decision. Right. And then that's it. So I feel like really, as it is, it'll probably only take 10 to 15 seconds, like for the whole thing to happen. Unless there is like some deliberation, like maybe, I mean, maybe, I don't want to say home cooking, but maybe someone's really like, you got two of them and there's one that's really just not, you know, not trying to agree. And they're like, you need to agree to this. Like they're, they're explaining everything and maybe the other judge just isn't having it or whatever. So there may be a little bit longer if there is like some argument about it. But like if all three of them were like, no, I thought it was fine. Send it. Or all three of them were like, no, it's a bad lift. Send it. Yeah. So I really, un- unless there is a, di- uh, what's the word? Unless it is not unanimous when they convened, I don't think it'll take that long to Fair. figure out. If if it is not unanimous and there is discussion happening, maybe a couple minutes. Sure. So. I feel like I feel like at max two or three minutes, but I feel like most of them are probably going to be pretty quick because I feel like they don't really want to spend a lot of time debating it. I doubt it. Uh, they probably just want to get it, like get their decision and get it going because they don't want to stall the meat. If they stall the meat, then they're looked at as the problem. Then people are like, we don't need the jurors. They're just stalling the meat. It's taking too long. Like whatever. So it's going to be a lot of divisiveness, right? Yeah. Because there's going to be people who are like, no, they saved my lift, so I love them. They're like they took too long, and I got cold, so I hate them. Yeah. Like, you know. But as as it stands, I don't think it will take too long. We'll we'll find out soon. Well, we will. A few months, absolutely. And we'll come back to it, and we'll be like, "Hey, this is great," or "This fucking sucks." <laughs> well, it's gonna be one or the other. If uh, if I compete at uh, nationals, then I'll get to experience it firsthand. That's another reason to go. I actually, you know, talking about this. I actually put in on my mass vacation form at work. I was like, go ahead and give me this time off just in case I decide to go. I haven't made a commitment yet, but more and more I'm leaning towards going just, especially now, like there's just so many things changing and I'm interested to see it firsthand. So it'd be fun to do. So we'll see. Let's go St. Louis. St. Louis. Never been. I like it. I've been really drunk there before. Um, that's about all I remember. <laughs> Fair. Um, maybe we'll we'll see some of it. If we go this time. Maybe so. But uh, I guess we're on to dad jokes. I think so. Unless you got any closing thoughts about all. I don't. This. I mean, you're. I mean, pretty much feel the same way about it. You do. I mean, it's kind of like a we'll wait and see. But at the end of the day, we'll find out, right? Find some dad jokes. I know I've saved a, f- a hot few. I'm happy you have. I'm going down a lot here. <laughs> uh, if the internet had a boat, where would it park it? Where? Google Docs. <laughs> Oof. Uh, do you know which superhero is not allowed near children? Which one? The Flash. Mm. Oof. That's pretty funny, though. Oof. Uh, do you want a brief explanation of what an acorn is? Sure. 
In a nutshell, it's an oak tree. Um, So, you know, they say four out of five people suffer from diarrhea. Does that mean that one person enjoyed it? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) The cleanse, baby. It's a a juice cleanser. (laughs) Oh, man, dude. When I did my my water cut and I took that uh, uh, magsit. Yeah. Magnesium citrate. Oh, dude. I as soon as I drank it, so I had to drink the whole thing. My stomach was just like the whole time, and I was like, uh, and my stomach hurt, and I felt like I was gonna throw up, honestly. And I just sat there. It was late at night because Joe said after you get all your water in, this was like two a.m. So I took it and I was like, I gotta go to bed. Like, so I went to bed and I woke up at two or I woke up at four. And I just shit my brains out. And I went back to bed and I woke up at five and I shit my brains out. And it was just constant all day. It was awful. <laughs> Small diarrhea rant over. Uh, uh, I ran into a lamppost yesterday. Yeah. Luckily, I only sustained lot in- injuries. Lot <laughs> <laughs> injury. Why don't uh, cows become waitresses? Why not? They hate being tipped. <laughs> Some of these are pretty bad. <laughs> They're really lacking. Uh, I would love to get paid in sleep. Yeah. It's my dream job. I w- I, honestly, though, like that would be pretty dope. Just, you know, being a volunteer for a sleep study, you know? Yeah. I mean, it could be, could be good. Have you ever done a, you've done a sleep study? That's pretty miserable sleep, though. It's not great. It's yeah. not great. Uh, so everyone was excited at the auto- uh, ugh, the autopsy club. Really? It was open mic night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, why do golfers take an extra pair of socks when golfing? I don't know. In case they get a hole in one. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, Jesus, these are so bad. Uh, I told my wife I had a crush on Beyonce. And she replied with, well, whatever floats your boat. And I was confused because that's buoyancy. <laughs> uh, I used to hate facial hair, but then it grew on me. <laughs> out of my ears, not of my nose, not of my ass. <laughs> All over my back, All over in my, my back, shoulders. shoulders yep. What happens when your hands get sick? What? They don't feel well. <laughs> I feel like I stepped in that one. All right, I guess that's it, isn't it? I got one more. I got All right, one let's more. hear it, let's hear it. I found a wooden shoe in my toilet today. Oh, yeah. It was clogged. <laughs> uh, they were pretty bad. I feel like those last few were pretty good, though. Well, <laughs> that's the show, guys. <laughs> Rate us five stars on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us uh, on Instagram at Coleman underscore Barbell, at Nathan Skedios, at Sip It and Rip It. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, although we don't have any new shit on YouTube right now. No, the last one was posted. The last one was posted. Sorry. It's just uh, no video on it. No it's video. audio only. Audio so. only on the last one. Audio only on this one, too, but you have already figured that out. Yep, absolutely. Um, also, I'll charge my phone so we can do Instagram live next time. Yep. And we'll, I mean, if you just bring your charger, we can plug it into the wall. That's fair. We'll do that. All right. Bye, y'all.